man. Yeah. I am lucky to be alive. I know. Glad to that be on the was podcast rough, dude. right now. I um. I can't believe you got herpes. I got the H bomb. <laughs> the only person who hasn't had sex in two years that got the H bomb. Yep, I got it from got it from a toilet seat <laughs> on, your, on your mom's face. <laughs> My mom's a virgin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Mantooth. Yeah, you know Dorothy Mantooth. That's your mom's name. Yeah, you didn't know that. That's your mom's name is Dorothy Mantooth. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you not know my mom's real name? I don't know if I don't know that we've ever actually been technically introduced. Yeah, my mom's Dorothy Mantooth. That's her. That's her uh, maiden name. Mantooth. Mantooth. <laughs> like- Dorothy Mantooth. <laughs> She's named after a character on Anchorman, which I was just quoting, and you obviously did not get. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> How stoned are you? That's from Anchorman? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah. Vince Vaughn. I'm going to take your mother out to a nice seafood dinner and then never call her again. To which Vince Vaughn replies, Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. A saint. West Mantooth from Wow, that you just news team in all of San Diego. So uh, uh, you kick a man while he's down. He his car, his car gets uh, his he's tire got a flat tire. Up. He's got herpes. He can't talk. <laughs> and then you may, and then you, and then you fool me into thinking your mom's name is Mantooth. <laughs> Dor- I was just like, your mom's name is not Dorothy. <laughs> Julia Dorothy Mantooth. Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. Dorothy. Well, we can't find her. May as well just go down on the ground. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flat tire right before recording, and I'm pretty bummed about it. it. Didn't like totally blow out. In fact, it didn't really get flat until I parked my car. Um. Big question is: Do you know if it's in the tread or in the sidewall? Because if it's in the sidewall, you got to replace that tire. It's in the sidewall. Well, then you're got to replace that tire. Yeah, I know. But two weeks uh, but after you replaced that tire. Three weeks. Three weeks. But three weeks. Should, Fuck. I'm pretty sure I have a insurance warranty, warranty, or some sort of protection. Oh, you better. And if not, then I guess that's eighty bucks gone. On the credit card. Yeah, that's why that's God right. Your little, cards. your little car takes much smaller tires than my did. Than my yes. old truck did. <laughs> yes, it does. It takes smaller everything. It's good. <laughs> it's good to have a smaller, you know, more mobile sort of unit. You don't need a huge unit to get to where you're going, is what I'm saying. No, you yeah, can have I'm a not... small unit. You can have just like. You know, it's just all about bit. how you, it's, it's all about how you maneuver that unit. It'll get it'll it's got great mileage, okay? It's thirty five <laughs> miles of the gallon. It can go all day and all night. Hey, trust me, I'm not in the I'm not in the truck game anymore. If I buy am not gonna be buying a truck ever again. You rent all your units now. I rent all my units now, but I'm thinking about buying a Tesla. 
Don't buy a Tesla. Matt, that'd be such a dumb purchase. Have you ever been in a Tesla? Yeah, no, but in a Tesla? Then you have to like amazing. Don't buy a Tesla, Matt. Then you're then you have a car in New York City. We might not live in New York City much longer. Ooh, LA? You wanna you wanna Texas? You going to Houston? You going to Chicago? You going to moving anywhere in the middle of the country. Uh, uh, I'm a uh, coastal liberal elitist and proud of it. I'm glad that you're finally just saying it. He talks shit about all these Texas city people all the time, but they're like the backbone of our audience. And I'm just like, Matt, you really shouldn't be saying these sort of things. They don't listen anymore. You might- you. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> they stopped listening because they couldn't stand you. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm the, no, the people, the, the people that listen to this show aren't the people I'm talking shit about. They don't live in Texas City anymore. You know, there's a few good ones. There's a few good ones. These people live in Houston now, which Houston, if push came to shove and I had to move back to Texas, Houston's it would be it would be Dallas or Houston. Yeah, come there to Dallas, be, baby. Austin. No, fuck Austin. Yeah. Oh, Austin, you know, like the blue and the sea of red. Fuck Austin. And it's oh, not even. It's not it's even not. blue. It's it's full it's of not. it's full of weird libertarian hippies that uh-huh. like per, that per, that that other Texans think are liberal but are not actually liberal. If you want to go to an actual liberal town that's liberal that's liberal because it's a lot of different cultures living in one place, it's Houston. called Houston, Texas. Yeah. Or even Dallas. Dallas is pretty blue. Dallas is very blue. Dallas yeah. County is solid blue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, well, fuck yeah, Austin. What, I, what I'm getting at is fuck Austin. Exactly. Like Austin, it lives so far up its own ass. It's, it's just, absolutely absurd. It's crazy and it's basically to basically Los Angeles now. It costs about the same to live if you don't oh, want absolutely. fucking Cedar Park or some shit like that. Absolutely. And everybody moved to San Marcos, apparently. Oh, God, now they're going to ruin San Marcos. Well, I've heard that San Marcos is unrecognizable from whenever we lived there. I was there I, a year ago. And oh, right. I heard that from it's, you. It's mind-blowing, dude. It's pretty fucking crazy. Oh, my God. There's just part – like, University Drive is now just all parking garages. <laughs> That's fucking insane. There's no uh, – Sundance Record Store is gone. No. Yeah. Yeah, so shockingly, Alvin Alvin Ords is still going strong. Though. Of course it is. You know, so I know Joe, the banker there. Oh, really? Dylan Stowers. Yeah, I think he might even listen. Oh, Dylan Stowers. How you doing? He's a good I guy. I think we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, you, you you ran into him at Johnny's place for sure. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Old Johnny Colombo. <laughs> you know, for years I thought that wasn't his real last name. <laughs> I was like, there's no way this guy's name is Johnny fucking Colombo. He was great to have around because his dad was a state trooper and we could get away with fucking murder. And Johnny just always <laughs> Johnny is the king of networking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's always <laughs> just been offered these dope houses to live in for like hundred yeah! dollars a month because he met a lady at the coffee shop or something. Yeah, bullshit. it's crazy. Like, oh, I'm standing in line getting a coffee at Joe on the go, and I was talking about needing a place, and this old lady just turned around to me and was like, "I've got this three bedroom palace on Hopkins if you want it." Yeah, two hundred like- bucks a month. <laughs> All bills paid, high speed internet included. Yeah, <laughs> that was. <laughs> 
awesome. But he also, when I stayed in LA at his house, he had this dope house with this giant backyard in North Hollywood. Oh, wow. And it was like the same deal. He just like met a lady. <laughs> he met a, he met an old lady who needed to get it, who needed to rent it. And old ladies love him. Old ladies love Johnny Colombo. Johnny Colombo, if you're listening, you need to get on that old lady strange, son. Really? Yeah, yeah. You need a you need a sugar mama. You need a sugar mama, dude. You could definitely pull it off. Oh yeah. You could you get on that nice little crooked Johnny Colombo smile and be right up in them granny panties. <laughs> Start cashing checks and breaking necks, baby. Don't knock it till you try it. Oh yeah. Probably uh, anyway, shout out to Johnny Colombo. Good dude. Love him. So we've gone completely off track of our set list. We went off the fucking rails. Uh, I'm just going to get us right back on. Oh, shit. Wait, what happened? What Here we go. Doing? We won World War Three. God damn it. I'm putting this down as a win in our books because we're yeah. America and right. we write world history. Exactly. Don't ever forget it, Iran. We, we write won. world history and we white world history. Baby. Hey. Don't you forget, Jesus was white with blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> Fuck around. <laughs> Fuck around. Fuck Come with me. me. We won World War Three. Uh, I didn't. Get in, I was on the road all week, so yeah. you kind of had to fill us in on how this all went down. Well, uh, we won. War, I, what happened was we killed that guy. The host of the game show killed that guy and uh, <laughs> in Iran. And then uh, Iran did something to us. And uh, and then we also slammed. OK, we're done. And according to our guy, the host of the game show, he uh he, he said we want so big orange Donnie Dickhead. So I, so I believe him. <laughs> we won unequivocally back to back to back World War champions. It was a beautiful. It was a beautiful win. It was a perfect World War. Don't at me, bro. Don't. Oh, ew, don't put his. Don't put my words in his mouth. <laughs> I don't want anything of mine in his mouth. Ugh. You know, you say that now, but don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so no knocking it till you try it. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna go don't ahead and knock, knock death till you until you've tried it. Well, you should uh, always try it to at least look on the bright side of life, which I, is from the movie uh, Life of Brian that Terry Jones directed. And he is no longer with us. He gave us a lot of entertainment, a lot of wonderful. He's from. For those of you who don't know, he's the guy from Monty Python. He passed away this morning. I assume just because he was old. I didn't really read much up onto it. Seventy-seven. Yeah. You know, seventy-seven in this day and age. For seventy-seven in this day and age is a touch early. Yeah, that's true. It's a bit below life expectancy, I believe, for like first world countries. But especially uh, in first world country, where your healthcare is paid for and you're wealthy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, rest in peace, Terry Jones. Nonetheless, he died. Yeah, he died. I think this guy and his crew had a major, major part in shaping my personal sense of humor. Yep. Because I can't watch that stuff without just my side busting wide open, 
crying tears of laughter. And then when I see anything that seems like remotely Monty Python inspired out in the world, I'm just like shit my pants. Yeah, I love it. Funniest shit. It's the best. He was so good. He was just like he was such a bright light. And those guys were all just like fucking geniuses. Like it's awesome. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. And I said I wasn't going to say this on the show because Matt has some hard opinions on this group. But I want to say rest in peace to Neil Peart. (laughs) <laughs> the drummer for Rush. I think Rush has some damn good songs. I yeah. think he was a damn good drummer. I do One think he was a good drummer. Time. And rest in peace, Neil Peart. Sure. Matt, anything you want to say about Rush? Hmm? All right. One now. just died. Any words you want to say about Rush? Yeah, they're good for the people that <laughs> like them. <laughs> <laughs> what are you running for office? No. Uh, <laughs> Kidding. I'm Rush, kidding. Rush kidding. Sucks. But but <laughs> but I, I mean, you can you can not like something, but still respect the musicianship and influence that it's had. I mean, Rush is an undeniable sure. force Absolutely. and that guy meant a lot to a lot of different people. And I hope that he. I don't know. Is I like what you said. If it exists. I, like, I like what you said there. Yeah. That you can not like something, but still respect the impact or the musicianship or what have you. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if your name starts with a B and ends with a Neonce, that's how I feel about you. I mean, that's uh same, you know, same with like Woody Allen or some shit. Like, fuck <laughs> that guy. But, well, you undeniable. know, I liked his movies though. <laughs> Say that. Oh no. Oh, oh no. God. Cancel the podcast! Turn it off! I canceled. Jesus. Oh. Oh, Lord. I I can't believe I said I liked Woody Allen's movies. Somebody cancel me quick! I just fucking... I just launched my website, and now you're getting our podcast canceled. Fuck you! Cancel culture is dead, by the way. Uh, I know it is. People have been doing and saying some shit that has pissed off the Twitter little trolls and buddy guess what they're still making money they're still working yep. nobody cares about y'all anymore so grow There's the fuck the, up it, it is you know that was a good transition into this next topic there is this guy <laughs> um trying to cancel michael che right now um i have this on our run sheet as michael che hater yeah his name is jack allison his apparently so he's he wrote an article today on theoutline.com and that's entitled Live from New York. It's Michael Che's weird fixation with me. My feud with the Saturday Night Live head writer and has lasted several months all because I said his show was unfunny. First of all, a couple of things. Just from <laughs> that. Number 1, you were drawing attention to this. Yep. Cuz I've never heard of you and I I've watch SNL every you. single week. I I watch SNL all the time. I've I, I've never heard of this guy. And second of all, all because I said his show was unfunny. He's like he's writing that off as if it's not incredibly insulting to do that. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Uh, like it, it's like. I don't know. It's like, what if if somebody was just like, hey, Matt, I hate all those fucking stupid shows you were in. I'd be like, well. Fuck you, Fuck dude. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Suck and, a dick. And, and suck a dick. 
And I would be well, like, that guy's an to, asshole. Let me direct you to my complaint box at suckadick.com. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and Michael Che apparently, so the, the story is at one point, this guy, he said the, uh, he had an issue with, um, a, a way SNL was taking writer submissions and was being kind of shitty about it because they're SNL. They're notoriously kind of shitty to people. Uh, yeah. Basically, the, the, the terms have been were around shitty. for 45 years. Yeah. Like, shitty to people. Like, like it, it was basically saying, like, if you submit anything, we can take from it, including like we can take bits from like your Twitter account or or your Instagram. Like, like if you submit to work for us, we can use your stuff without being told that we're like stealing. Essentially. Damn. I mean, but that's always been the case with SNL. That's always been how they've auditioned. Yeah. That's why Not a lot different. of that's why a lot of people that you would kind of have expected to have been on aren't. That's why like uh I think that's a big reason why Steve Martin was never actually a cast member, but he was on the show all the time in the 70s. Yeah. Like, like, um, how many times he's hosted, Dave. like, like, like probably, probably over 20, like seriously. And, um, anyway, so this guy said something about, he said, the funniest thing about SNL writing submission site is, is it absolves them from stealing your ideas. And then also says, if you include a link to your social media, it counts for everything you've ever posted as well. And then Michael Che saw that and he screen grabbed it. And posted it on online and just said, "Oh well, the shit people worry about. I think you'll be fine, man." Yeah, <laughs> I think they're gonna be fine. You know yeah. what I call this? <laughs> I call this winning. Yeah, and then it like turned into into it's just like this dumb back and forth between him and Michael Che. But like, I'm I'm Team Che in this case. Yeah. Like like I'm all Che Che like, all day. Like, did Michael Che go online and see and write in S- – go onto Twitter, write in what did someone say about SNL today and respond to the first shitty thing he said? Yeah, maybe. But also you said the shitty thing. Like, if somebody just walked up to you and was all – like, and was just like, hey, you're bad at your job, some stranger. That's essentially <laughs> what this guy did. And, and it's like – and now he's blowing Michael Che up and trying to get him trending and trying to act like he's this big bully. And – I mean, Michael Che isn't like nice to the guy. He ro- he ended up roasting him pretty well. He's like, you, it's another uh, white guy with a beard and glasses that eats soup and hates SNL. I'm not worried about what he thinks. <laughs> I, had, I had soup for lunch. <laughs> What's wrong with soup, Michael Che? Michael Che is a soup hater. Cancel Michael Che. It's also just kind of like, oh, wow, you're the first person to ever think that SNL isn't funny, Jack Allison. Like, oh, like hot take, bitches. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. SNL is a little disappointing. What a fucking shock. Could anybody ever have guessed that that would happen? That SNL, the show that's been on for 45 years and has maybe been good for two seasons, like really good, like every episode, good. Like, get real, dude. SNL is not meant – it's not what people think it is. I'll give them five seasons, but – Sure. Okay, I can't name what? those five. Yeah. Uh, I can name a couple of casts cast. that were really good. It's really all about casts that turned out great work. Yeah. And not looking at each episode as a standalone piece, 
but looking at the things they did over time. Right, right. That's what that's what's great because about it's that a show. really fucking hard show to produce. Yes, it's an impossible show to produce. It's kind of like why do they even try? But it's because they make money. But yeah, you know what I mean. They it's make just, a shitload of money. The show generates a shitload of revenue for NBC. Right. It's one of the more expensive commercial spots, even though it's so late at night. But but it's SNL. Yeah. And you're always going to have big musical acts and big uh, celebrity hosts. But I'm looking at this now, and um, Rachel Millman. Do you know Rachel Millman? Uh, no. She is friends with Kath Barbadoro. Okay. So her and Kath Barbadoro host a show called WrestleSplania, where yeah. they explain wrestling from women's perspectives. And it's a really great show. Rachel Millman is – she's got a blue check mark on Twitter, so this bitch blowing up. Oh, she's. <laughs> She said she retweeted the story and said, if I tweet about this, will Michael Che make fun of me for the time I fell down a flight of carpeted stairs? Only time will tell. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. I don't know. I love Rachel <laughs> Millman, so I wanted to give her a shout out. I met her at a New Japan Pro Wrestling show and she's super chill. So check out Rachel Millman on Twitter and check out her podcasts. All right. Um, Rachel Millman, everybody. So, yeah, fuck Jack. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck cancel culture. His name's Jack Allison. I'm not going to, like, publicize that we're talking shit about him here, but I am going to say it here. Fuck that guy. I am going to publicize that we're talking shit about him. I'm on Team Che. Che Team all che, day. Baby. Of course, we got a buddy that works there. Codename Kyle Frome. Yeah, Kyle Frome. Um, <laughs> Kyle Frome works there. And um, I'm, I, back, I back the SNL brand. <laughs> I, I back my buddy. Yeah, sure. SNL's fine. Speaking cool. about backing brands, I'm still holding out that the Oscars are the top branded award in all of film. Because uh, yeah, I guess they are. That the Oscar nominations are out. Uh, yeah. Me and Matt had some. We I had. had words. I I had a, an initial knee jerk reaction that was maybe <laughs> overblown. And that might have been incorrect. It might have been based on some faulty reading and knowledge on my part. Hang on a sec. I got to go close the door. Okay. Matt's got to go close the door. So while Matt's closing the door, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run you through the people, the films that have been nominated for best picture. We're starting with the biggest prize in the game. I'm looking at the Academy Awards official website, oscar.go.com slash nominees. Best Picture nominees, Ford versus Ferrari, a film that I have yet to see but really do want to see because it, in the racing world, that was a huge, huge coup d'etat when Ford took on took Ferrari on head-to-head. It was a huge deal. Uh, and I used to build race cars and drive them, so I'm kind of in. Oh, there. wow. Yeah. So, I think that movie looks really boring. Okay. Um, Jojo Rabbit which is the yes. movie Matt was convinced did not get nominated for best picture. <laughs> and he screamed and yelled. I was mad. Kept, he posted six fucking statuses. In That's two not hours. true. It wasn't about that only. They were not all about that. that. Only. One of them was about that. The fact that you thought that Jojo rabbit wasn't nominated led you to go down a fucking speaking of rabbits, a nice little Jojo rabbit hole, which <laughs> led you to a lot of other hard opinions. Well, but, what? Who are you? Who's Matt Butterfield without hard opinions? Yep. 
Hard opinions and Lexapro, mattbutterfield.com. Oh, no, I'm on harder shit now. <laughs> I'm on harder shit. I feel than really Lexapro. bad about saying that. I've, I'm been, so up, I've been upgraded. <laughs> I feel really bad about saying that. Uh, I immediately regret it. Or something like that. <laughs> so we got Ford versus Ferrari, JoJo Rabbit, Joker. Go on. Which I thought. See, the thing about Joker, and we said this on the podcast before, I'm surprised it elicited such strong feelings from you because it didn't really elicit anything positive or negative. I watched it and thought, that was a movie that I saw. That's a weird reaction to have. Um, it didn't. I, I thought it was a movie. It was I a movie. It. I thought Joaquin had a really, really great performance, but as a whole, as a total movie, that. I thought, I thought it was a movie. It's like you if know? I really hated Rush. <laughs> like I respect what Joaquin did in that movie, but that movie fucking has no business being on the best picture. It's got him dancing down the stairs to Gary Glitter's da 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 da. By the way, who is a convicted pedophile who is getting in prison, ro- in prison uh, getting royalty checks for his the use of his song in a movie. Well, don't. Don't he might not be. Remember, he lives in England and they have some very uh they have some laws that let's just say you'd look at as an American and go, Are you fucking kidding me? So he really? might not be getting that money. Okay. Well nonetheless yeah, nonetheless, that's a stupid choice. Yeah, that was weird work. that was a really weird choice for that and it, scene. And it and it's a disqualifying scene. But fuck that yeah. scene. I just thought that I watched it and I thought it was a movie and Let's move it didn't on. really, yeah. Little Women. Yay. Which I haven't seen yet, but you love. Yes, so good. You, everybody should see it. Um, Marriage Story, which I thought was Pretty phenomenal. Good. Pretty good. I liked it a lot. 1917, which I thought was phenomenal, which I'll get, I'll go in depth on 1917 later in our recommendsies. Sure. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't want that to win, but I accept its nomination. We went ham on how much we loved this movie when it came out. The, keep, But there's other movies that I like more on this list. Okay, Parasite. Yeah, I like that one more. And The Irishman. <laughs> and we'll move on from that. Yep. Because um, you're wrong. Um, you're wrong. You're wrong. We're only, we're only going to touch on the major categories. Um, actor in a leading role, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. I have no idea what movie that is. Neither do I. But it's always happens. It always happens where somebody sneak an older actor sneaks in with a movie no one's ever heard of for their for their first nomination, and it's just okay. Well, you know they got a nomination. Yeah, I guess. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Don't want it. But love the performance, but don't want him to win it. Why not? Just keep reading the nominees. Okay, Adam Driver in Marriage Story. I'm way more into that. Way more into him winning for that. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. I'm into. I would be into him winning an Academy Award (sighs) because he fucking deserves an Academy Award. But I feel like if he wins for this, it'll be that classic Oscar body of work Academy Award, like. Leo yeah. winning for the Revenant. Yeah. Very good performance. Like this, Joaquin, very good performance, but not the one he should have won an Oscar for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And finally, Jonathan Price for the two popes. 
Oh, which is fuck movie that movie. I've yet to see. I watched half of it, and you know what it's about? What? Two Popes. Oh, dope. Fantastic. Yeah, that's it. I hate Catholicism. Yeah, that it's, a, it's, said. it's a nightmare. It's a so, living hell. Who's your pick for best actor? Adam Driver. I think he's incredible in that movie. Um, and he's, I'm gonna, yeah. I don't know. That, that's, who I'm, I, that's who I'm into. I'm going to agree with you. Adam Driver, I think when there was multiple times when I was watching that movie where I just like turned to Andrea and I mimicked handing an Academy Award over. Like, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm with Adam Driver on that one. I can see them giving it to Joaquin, but I'm yeah. with Adam Driver. I, I bet um, that they give it to Joaquin. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah. Actress in a leading role, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, where she plays Harriet Tubman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen some of that movie and moving on. I don't want to go trending. I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to be that. Who else? <laughs> I think Cynthia Erivo is a phenomenal actress. I've seen her on stage. And she yeah. is she's going to be a powerhouse for years to come. But this is not her Oscar. Um, is... Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Maybe. Maybe. I love Saoirse Ronan. I, I love her. She's a top notch She's pretty amazing in that movie. Everyone is, though. You know who's amazing in that movie is Florence Pugh. Yeah. Crushing she's it. So like she's awesome. We got Charlie Theron for Bombshell, the movie about Fox News. Santa is white. <laughs> I do you know if she says that in that movie? Because I'm only gonna watch it if she says that. I have no clue. But only if I know that she says that. That's the only <laughs> way you're gonna get me to watch that movie. And then we've got Renee Zellweger for Judy, which I've been hearing she's the front runner for this because apparently it's one of those biopics kind of like Ray or Capote where it's not a great film, but it has a amazing performance. Yeah. I've heard she fucking crushes it as crushes it as Judy Garland. This is a hard one to pick, man. This is a really hard one to pick because based on what I've heard, it's going to be Renee Zellweger. Based on my love for the person, I would want Saoirse Ronan to win it. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. On. I don't know on this one. I've only seen two of those, I think. Yeah, it's, tough. it's a tough call. Uh, and the two of them that I, the one that I would pick out of the two I've seen is Saoirse. Yeah. Moving on, actor in a supporting role, Tom Hanks. For a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Didn't see it. This, don't care. By the way, this supporting role, actor in supporting role category, is stacked with fucking superstars. Oh wow, really? Yeah, like the biggest stars, some of the biggest stars. Let's ever. hear it. Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. <laughs> Al Pacino, The Irishman. Uh huh. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. Uh oh. Kiss and make up, boys. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know Listen who I want. Fucking names. Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. What a fucking category. They're all going to get together and roll around in some uh, Vaseline naked and just get real weird with it before the oh, announcement. Oh, yeah, baby. 
Oh yeah, Brad Pitt's gonna win that bitch too. He better because that's Brad he's so fucking good. I just God, mm. I, he's he makes that movie so good. That God said, and I know you don't like The Irishman as a film, but Pacino's work in that movie. That was some of the best I've seen Pacino or Pesci do. They were outstanding. I liked Pesci. I didn't really like Pacino that much. Really? You did everybody I know loved Pacino in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, apparently not. I'm, telling you, I'm just telling you you're wrong. I am so no. Doesn't matter. Brad Pitt is gonna walk away with that trophy. Yeah, and he deserves it too. Mm-hmm. Actress in a supporting role, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, which is a movie I do actually really want to see. Yeah, that's that Clint Eastwood one, right? Yeah, about how, the security guard at the 96 Olympics. How many threesomes do, do you think are on it? <laughs> I don't think there are any. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not I'm, watch I'm a it. big proponent of that film because it stars Paul Walter Hauser, who awesome. we know and love as yeah. the juggalo from yes. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> but who's been on a run, man? Three oh, years of Oscar-nominated films, yep. and he's a big guy, and yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. And he's a huge pro wrestling fan. Oh, even better. He's me if I had moved to L.A. instead of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that for sure. You I don't can't know that. be sure. Yeah, he's, spent, he's himself. I, he's me if I hadn't wasted six years in corporate America. Yeah, but I got a nice apartment, so fuck him. Um... <laughs> Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Okay. She's fucking uh, awesome in that. Okay, yeah. Scar- Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, I'll, I'll I don't know about that one. Here's your boy. Here's your girl, Florence Pugh in Little Women. She should win. Okay, Margot Robbie in Bombshell. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. Who does she play in Bombshell? Which one does she play? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Because I know... Uh, Nicole Kidman plays Gretchen and Charlize plays Megan. Who the fuck is Margot? I don't know. Now we'll look it up. Um, but yeah, in that one, I would say Laura Dern's going to take it. Probably, but I want Florence too. Good. I like it. I don't give a fuck about animated film. I'm not a child. Yeah. Uh, Cinema. I know a lot of people that have way too hard opinions on the uh, fucking animated. Like Frozen Two wasn't nominated. <laughs> Gives a shit. I don't give a shit. I uh, like films, not cartoons. I anyway, think that's a good overview for for everything. Um, Joker got the most nominations, uh, which I think is stupid. I don't understand that at all. But whatever. Can't do anything about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Big one that we need to talk about directing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one that I have fucking opinions on. I'll give you the the four that I think are definitely worthy. And then I'll say the one that should be plucked out for last. And okay. So the Irishman, Martin Scorsese, once upon a time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, parasite, Bong Joon-ho, 1917, Sam Mendes. Absolutely. Fucking lootly, and he'll he's gonna win. Yeah. Um, and then Todd Phillips for Joker. God. I say, and this is based on what you told me and what I heard from a couple other people. Uh, I think you replace Todd Phillips with um, Little Women. Hell yeah. With Fuck uh, yeah. Greta uh, Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Greta Gerwig. Um, I got to still have to see the movie, but 
you know. God, I can't. <clears throat> I also didn't think Joker was an overall great film, so I don't understand Todd Phillips being in there. But whatever. whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, it would just be a nomination anyway because Sam Mendes is running away with this award. Yeah. Sam Mendes is 200% going to win this, and then Tarantino will get another screenplay Oscar yeah. for Once Upon a Time. That's probably true. He's up against it, though. He's up against it with the guy who wrote Marriage Story, but I think it's going to go to Tarantino for that one. So that's the Oscar nominees list of the major categories, you know. We did it. We did it. We did it. We ran through them, and we did some predictions, and now we're going to do some more predictions. You're going to do more predictions because I don't feel qualified. Well, the next time we come to you will be a couple of days after the Super Bowl. So we got, it's official, the Kansas City Chiefs are making their first Super Bowl appearance in 50 years. Exciting. The last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, they won Super Bowl four. Oh, wow. Four. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, who, cool. anybody out there that loves the old NFL films documentaries, We'll remember Super Bowl four, the Kansas City Chiefs was 65 toss power trap. Coach Hank Stram was mic'd up for that game. It's just a great I, I, I shout out to NFL films. They made some great shit over the years and they have great scores and it's just phenomenal. I highly suggest anybody who enjoys the game of football and the drama and emotion that is part of the game of football. You got to dive into NFL films, man. They are fucking phenomenal. I love oh. them. And I grew up with them. It's KC uh, and, uh, and the 49ers, right? And the 49ers, who 49ers have been to enough Super Bowls, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> they've what? Won, they've won five and they've lost one. They lost in 2012 to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but this the, the 49ers team is very strange to me. Oh, yeah? Because... All the it, they're very old school. They have a shutdown defense and a power running game, and a quarterback who throws the ball ten times a game. Huh. Yeah, very strange. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs have a really good defense and a goddamn amazing offense, uh, which is led by Patty Mahomes, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, yet another one of the great Texas born and raised quarterbacks of this last decade. Hell yeah. yeah. Texas born and raised quarterbacks dominate the NFL these days. Good to know. All right. Yeah, but I'm going to go with, I'm predicting the Kansas City Chiefs. I am too, just because and I like them. Andy Reid finally gets his ring. Andy Reid's a big fat son of a bitch with a mustache, <laughs> and I love that about I him. know who you're talking about, the wal- walrus looking dude. Yeah, and Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the, of the fucking San Francisco 49ers, was born into it. His daddy's got two Super Bowl rings, and he's tall and skinny, and I don't like that about him. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. I do need oh, wait, to no, take no, no. care. Wait, wait. Oh, we're okay. Not, we're not done yet. All right. What? Okay. Keep going. Why the fuck do they have this halftime show? Oh, right, right, right. We're going to bitch about this. Uh, Matt, you got to get over this. This is just the way the Why? Super Bowl halftime has always worked. It's always just been somebody. They need somebody to do it. That's Jay why they're doing it. Shakira? Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. That's it's it. so terrible. 
Well, it's not that bad. It's whatever recent it is. years they've gotten the biggest pop stars at that time. Yeah, nobody wanted to do it this year because it's a shit gig. It's a shit gig. Like, you look in the past, Bruno Mars, crushed. Beyonce, crushed. Uh, Coldplay had a really good show. I'm not really a Coldplay fan. I don't I understand their music, life. but they put on a good show. Um, yeah, and then Lady Gaga's was fucking outstanding, Hers and she did it at good. a time. She did it at a time where she was the biggest pop star on the planet. Yeah, but now you go and you like get somebody who like put out one record 25 years ago, and somebody else who had one hit 20 years ago. Um, I don't know what to tell you. They're not even big stars. Like when they when they hired old people in the past, it was Paul McCartney, The Who, and The Rolling Stones. I would say Jennifer Lopez is on the same level as The Who. What? Yeah. The Who? Jennifer Lopez on the same level as The Who. The Who. The Who is amazing. No hate to The Who. You are an anti-intellectual scumbag. No. J-Lo is huge. Or she was. J-Lo has done a handful of really bad movies and had one album. She's a huge star. 20 years ago, she was a medium-sized star only because of who she was dating, not because of her work. It's just somebody – that's not true. She had a lot of hit songs. She was like the uh, – I don't know. She was J-Lo. She's like a product. She's just a, a person that's out there and looks good doing things, and so people hire her. Meanwhile, The Who had made a, played a major part in – the rock and roll sound of the 1960s. Look, and I'm not putting her on the same level as them. She she had a lot of influence on the pop sound of the 90s, which has a lot of influence on the pop sound of today. I don't think she did. Yes, yeah, how she did you say that? Any, she didn't create any of that music. She just sang on the track. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The who created you put the you put Jennifer Lopez on the same but level. I'm as the talking. Who. About, I'm not talking about you uncultured swine. No, I'm not saying that they're the same in terms of musicianship, craftsmanship, or who I enjoy more. The who fucking kick ass. I'm talking about in terms of influence. J Lo has had a similar amount of influence as the who. Nah, you can influence these nuts. It just just because it didn't influence <laughs> white men doesn't mean that it wasn't influenced, Matt. Hey, don't you throw that white men bullshit at me. Oh, all well, right? you're, you're throwing it at me pretty hard. No, Dude, not. who did J-Lo like? You're oh, an uncultured swine. You don't, know any, you don't know anything about music. Oh, oh really? That's but what just you, you Just because you know how to play guitar means doesn't mean you know anything about music. You, you're pushing it. <laughs> I'm about to say something that I've already said to you once. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is just for closeted leather daddies and people that are still mad at their dads in their 40s. Sorry. Here's the thing. You're an idiot, and I hate you. You do not. And uh, you want to shit on Springsteen? I'll shit on you, brother. No, don't do that. I'll say stuff that's going to make you need to go take a pill. (laughs) Or just the rest of them. Just the rest of them. I'll hold back because... I don't want my podcast partner to jump off a bridge. Good. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, I guess we had that argument about the Super Bowl halftime. I like Bill Burr's thing. He's like, who do you think's going to shake their ass more, uh, 
the halftime show or the or the opposing team's offense and defense because he hates when people celebrate. Oh, he does. Yes. <laughs> so does my dad. My dad fucking. Well, I was watching football with my dad while I was home in Texas, and all he did was complain about everything. I was like, I was like, why do you watch this? He's like, what do you mean? I love football. I'm like, no, you don't. You love foot, the football you played in 1966, which is a completely different sport that's being played today. So why do you watch it? Because you hate everything about it. <laughs> he was like, he was like, ah, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's all he could think because he didn't know what the fuck to say because I was right. Like, why are you watching this? You hate everything about it. All you right. hate their shoes. You hate their gloves. You hate their celebrations. You hate the way the coach looks. What do you want? Watch something else. <laughs> Speaking of watching something else. All right. There we go. <laughs> we had a new, we got a new thing for you, ladies. We're all going to die. Oh, wait. We're all going to die. It's our only guarantee. So just to pass the time, I, you should listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. Recommend these. Recommend these, ladies and gentlemen. That's the new uh, theme song. I'm laughing that you couldn't remember the words of the song you just wrote. I, well, I didn't actually <laughs> write it down. Like I said, Matt doesn't know anything about music. All right, so what are your recommends? I said the words. <laughs> what are your recommendsies? I don't want to tell you anymore. <laughs> I go and write this song and then just get shit all over. Well, you should have remembered the words. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know the words. I, I sort of, a uh, couple of things that I really am enjoying right now are no dogs in space. It's Mark Marcus parks, newest uh, podcast. He's from the last, last podcast on the left and the last podcast on the left network. Uh, he's hosting it with his wife, Carolina, uh, and it is a it's a music history podcast right now. Their first season, I guess they're doing podcast seasons, which I've never oh. I've never understood that. Well, I guess uh, we did seasons because we took a seven month break. But we don't <laughs> differentiate between the seasons. Yeah, we're also uh, not popular. So there's yeah, that. there's also that. But uh, so uh, but it's really good right now. They're doing a two part or four part series on Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Ooh. And uh, it's fucking amazing. He's uh, they're doing a um, they're only doing uh, this on Spotify now. And, but which because the last podcast network signed an exclusive deal with Spotify that takes effect on Valentine's Day. And um, mm. but with that, because they you know doing, what that means, that means money, son. Right. Uh, well, because they're doing that. Uh, Marcus is creating Spotify playlists for each episode because they can only play a certain amount of seconds of each song before they infringe on copyrights. And um, where, but if they just put it on a playlist on Spotify, they can play it all. And it's uh, it's really fucking great. Marcus has an incredible encyclopedic knowledge of all things music and like rock and roll history. And him and his wife have a really funny rapport. And they both sound super excited and happy together. It's just a really lovely fucking show. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. 
Uh, you can subscribe on Spotify. I think they're going to be releasing them on Apple for another couple weeks, but that's going away soon. Yeah. Um, my other recommendation is I am two episodes into the Netflix series The Devil Next Door. Matt, have you heard of this fucking series? I have not. There's too much shit on Netflix. <laughs> Matt, within the first 15 minutes of this of this series, you learn that John Devolchek or whatever his fucking name is, Devolnap, John Devolnap of Cleveland, Ohio, or some suburb outside of Cleveland, uh, is accused by the KGB of being the escaped Ivan the Terrible from Treblinka uh, uh, death camp in Poland. This is a man, Ivan the Terrible, is a man who would slice off Jewish women's breasts with a sword, throw children into gas chambers, gleefully murder people by the dozens with his own hands while they were standing in line. This is a fucking monster. And this man. So, what you're trying to tell me. Uh huh. He was a nice guy. (laughs) Well. Here's the thing, Matt. <laughs> Whenever he got to America, nothing ha- – he he, uh, he has – he's never gotten a speeding ticket. Never He's held down a job. He started a family. He – he like – he he is this like fucking bastion of the Ukrainian community uh, of this like suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, and he's much beloved – and nobody had any idea about his past. But then, and this is just, what I've described is just the first 15 minutes. Oh, wait, is this a documentary or this a, is a TV documentary? Show? This is okay. a documentary. This happened in the 80s, in 1987. This dude, he gets accused by the KGB, right? It's the, yeah. inve- the investigation started in 1975 when they were looking for another Nazi. And then they were like, well, who's this other guy pictured next to him? And they're like, oh, that's John Demoniac or whatever his name is. And uh, and they're like, oh, who's that? And they're like, oh, well, he's this guy that moved to America. What did you guys do with him? And they're like, what? We're like, yeah, apparently he had been in the Ukraine under, under the USSR for a bit, but then uh, defected and, and um, became an expat of the Ukraine. That's his side of the story is that he escaped the Ukraine as okay. an expat. And now there are, but like the moment that the United States catches wind that he is accused of being this uh, Ivan the Terrible, um, they denaturalize the citizenship that he earned and extradite him to Israel. Whoa. And then shit goes down. It's fucking. So they think this guy is Ivan the Terrible? Yes. And and there's they pull up all these witnesses that are like, that's him. I recognize him. And you look at the picture uh, that they have of Ivan the Terrible, and it kind of looks like him. They look similar. But you got to watch the show. They're, I mean, they explain, like, why that is. They explain why the picture that they have of him it is and now what this also it turns out this is all also in the first episode the fucking like press secretary at the White House saw the documents that were quote unquote confirming that he was Ivan the Terrible and said these are really obvious forgeries. Ah, uh, 
So it's really, it's just like, what the fuck? I'm only two episodes deep, and the last I'm about to turn on the other one. Um, I need to actually get my flat tire fixed. But tonight, I'm gonna watch, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the uh, the the third episode, and it's starting on a fucking cliffhanger. It is insane. You've got to watch this fucking series if you haven't seen it. It's, well, it's I'm just, in. This sounds like fun. It's it's crazy, and the guy like his. This guy, like, he has two lawyers. He has one dude from the States that seems like a pretty, like, reasonable dude. But he needed to get a an Israeli lawyer so that he could practice in Israel. Yeah. And um, the guy that they get to be the Israeli lawyer is just, like, the most ridiculous Israeli person you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like, he's just so... Ins- like he drives a Porsche around Israel. <laughs> <They're> all- <laughs> Porsche being a famously German manufacturer. <laughs> yes, which they're not big fans of um, for obvious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> Israelis and Germans do not See, get along. See, Rapid as an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking- a bit of the history there. Yeah, but you know, I, and Matt, I want to take this opportunity. I want to thank you for your recommendsies. Thank you. You're welcome. Speaking of a recommendsies, yeah, I got a recommendsies. Tell me. And speaking of Netflix, they got so much shit that they're putting out now. If you have not seen you, haven't seen it. Highly, highly suggest you seeing you. You season two just came out. You is about a guy who is a next level stalker and dude it is so fucking good and scary and creepy and amazing and for some reason you cheer for the guy it's like the old romanticizing the gangster trope of like the 1930s films and like scorsese films you cheer for this guy it's so good and he does like all of his thoughts are voiceovers so you really get to know the character very very well and how sick he is but God damn it. Everybody out there, go see you. Season one takes place in New York City. And actually, the house that they shot as her apartment is one block over from your old restaurant. It's in Gramercy. Oh, cool. And in one shot, he actually walks by oh, that weird. restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and season two takes place in Los Angeles. And it's, I mean, just, I don't want to give away too much. But yes. goddamn, it's such a good fucking show. Great performances, great writing, great directing, um, great camera work. Everything about it is just so fucking good. And it takes you on a ride. A ride. That's, awesome. That's my first recommend. these. Second recommendsies. I said I would go into this in a little more depth. I'm not going to go crazy with the depth on this. But everybody has to see 1917. Yeah. Dude, when the movie was over and the lights came up in the theater, me and my buddy Chris were shaking and sweating. Damn. See it in theaters. See it in theaters. This movie deserves the theatrical cinematic experience. It deserves the big screen and the big sound. Because it's two two British Army soldiers with one mission, mm-hmm. less than 24 hours to complete it, in World War One trench warfare, France. Yeah. 
and it's and it's the same. It's the Birdman thing. It's one one shot. Yeah. Wow, one shot. And that's it's, terrifying. It's terrifying. It's scary as fuck. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's one scene at night where there's bombs going off, and it. Oh, dude, I. You got to see it. I don't want to give like I hate. I don't want to do spoilers or anything like that because this movie is so so fresh. Okay. But there's so much of this movie that is just mind-blowingly gorgeous, and it's all like, with the exception of one scene, it's natural light. It's all oh, outside. Wow. It's all outside in fields and shit. Shit. Yeah, and it's got great cast. Huh. Uh, I gotta see it. It's just yeah. I mean, I highly suggest it. I think it's in the top three contenders for best picture, and it Damn. will win cinematography, and it will win best director. That's awesome. It's fucking great. It's really fucking great. I, for me, the real contenders for best picture are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, 1917, uh, and from I haven't seen this yet, but from everything everybody's saying, Parasite. Yeah. Those are the real three contenders. Like Joker's sure. not going to win. Irishman's not going to win. Yeah. Little Women's not going to win. Jojo Rabbit's not going to win. Neither is Marriage Story. But apparently it's between those three. Yeah, sure. And of those three, I have a really hard time picking between Once Upon a Time and 1917. But 1917, one of the absolute top best pictures this year. It's fucking phenomenal. I might go see that tonight. Do it. I Do it, bro. Yeah. Do it. It's great. It's great. And it's got moments in it that just like destroy you in moments that uplift you. And it's, it's a stellar film. Awesome. Stellar. Sam Mendes really fucking outdid himself. Well, that's great to hear. Absolutely. You know what else? I'm a week. Is this loud enough? Can you fucking hear my guitar? All I can really hear is the pick on the strings. God damn it. <laughs> I'll narrate this. He just got up from his chair. And getting up from his chair, he knocked his computer. So now I'm looking at a lamp. It's a nice lamp. His parents have good taste in furniture. It's a good lamp. Now I can hear that guitar. Now we're rocking. All right, don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. At me, bro. Don't 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 at me. I'll say, oh, yeah. Do not at me, bro. I did hand. I did a hand bird while you were doing that. Don't at me, you the fucking brick in the road that put a hole in my fucking tire. Who the fuck puts a brick in the road, especially on a rainy, foggy day where visibility is low? And then whoever put the dead dog or lump of cement—I couldn't tell what it was—inside of the fucking uh, right after the fucking brick that made me nearly spin out and die. Ugh! I hate driving. I fucking hate driving. I hate it. I hate, like... Actually, I don't hate driving. I just hate car culture. I hate how expensive cars are. It's so much easier if we live on trains. Ugh! Don't at me, bro. I can't wait to move back to Texas. That's not what I said. That's what you said. No, it's not. You got really mad at me for not understanding. I did, because I was going to kill myself. <laughs> you wouldn't understand it. You're right, because I love living. <laughs> well, lucky you. <laughs> well, lucky me. Unlucky me. 
Don't at me, old bitch who stole my wife's seat on the bus on the way to the goddamn car rental place. Tell me about it. Let me tell you about this, okay? So we get on the bus at Bush Intercontinental Airport, and we're going to Avis to pick up our rental car. And Andrea is literally going, her butt is going into the chair. And an old bitch in a fucking ankle-length blue jean skirt, you know the type I'm talking about, slides under her and takes her seat. I have a question. Yeah. Did Andrea sit on her? No, she didn't. She almost did. I and sh- I would have enjoyed it if Andrea sat on her because this woman deserves to be sat on uh, by Andre the fucking giant. I wish that she had. I wish she had, too. I mean, but that would have been, been it wouldn't the have been perfect the lesson up, for that lately. It wouldn't have been the comeuppance that this woman deserved because Andrea is not that heavy. What this woman deserved was she deserved to be sat on by Haystacks Calhoun, who weighed 700 pounds. She deserved to be sat on by fucking Andre the Giant. She deserved to be crushed into smithereens because this old bitch just slid (laughs) right under Andrea. Just slid in there. Took her seat. That's bullshit. Didn't say sorry. Didn't even acknowledge Andrea's existence. And then her gaggle of old cunts in fucking ankle length. Whoa, whoa. Her gaggle of old biznatches in <laughs> blue jean skirts all come in and surround her. And they're all, well, they're talking in their accents. Do, 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 shit, shit, do, 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 do. And then one lady's yelling at kids. And another lady's yelling at another lady. And then they try to fucking talk to us. What? <laughs> what do we live in where people talk to each other? On public transportation. Texans, man. That's Texans. Oh, I know. And they would. That's Texans. Did you fly with that dog? No, we found it at the airport, you stupid piece (laughs) of shit. Texans. Texans, man. They all all want to fucking talk to strangers. What am I? Talk to. (laughs) I told Andrea, I said, and I said it loudly enough. Yeah. I, I hope she heard me. Yeah, I was like, she tries to talk to us again. I'm just going to turn to her and say, please don't talk to us. <laughs> I would, you know, I want to say something horrible. I want to say something just really degrading to this woman, but it's Texas, so I might get shot. Um, you <laughs> never know. Come find you. Well, I heard you said something to my wife. I'm here to shoot you. It's my constitutional right. <laughs> do, 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 motherfucker. <sighs> Old Don't at me, bro. Us. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Ugh, it's been one hell of an episode, Matt. It's been one hell of an episode. We went ham on other things. We went ham on each other. Speaking of going ham, I think I'm going to have a sandwich. Oh, buddy, I already had one earlier. It was fucking great. Look at you, you fancy bitch. All right. Well, uh, that's, that's it. That's the podcast. Installment. Of the Matt on Matt podcast. You can find me on all my social medias at MattBerry06. And you can send us questions via email at the Matt on Matt pod at gmail.com. Uh, go to my website, MattButterfield.net. That has everything you need. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield. I'm not plugging my Instagram anymore. I want it to be private. Not that this has ever boosted any followers on it, but. I'm not plugging my Insta anymore. 
Instagram is over. No, it's not. It's how it's everybody dead. makes money these days. But you hate money, so moving right along. I do. You hate money and you hate people who have it. No, I just hate when other people have it. <laughs> when I have it, it's really fun. You want billionaires liquidated until you're a billionaire, and then you're like, I don't understand these pores. <laughs> I don't understand these plebes. Exactly. <laughs> Goddamn peasants. <laughs> I contain multitudes. <laughs> uh, take a bus, you peasant. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's it. Adios. I gotta go take a, oh, wait. Don't, I'm not going to say that on recording. <laughs> He's got to go take a snort of cocaine. All oh, right. No. Uh. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Adios, fuckerinos.